Welcome to Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy. Rocking a sweet headband. We're bringing the 80s back tonight, KJ, before you were born. That's what we do on this show. And Sean Payton backtracking. Sean Payton nuking from orbit. That's the dumbest thing under the sun, by the way. May I say that? I can say it. As long as this microphone's on, I can say it. For anyone that's tweeting that, and nonstop tweeting about it, by the way. He nuked Nathaniel Hackett from orbit. No, Hackett sucked, and Sean Payton told the truth. Now, Sean Payton apologizes today. And KJ, I, I apologize. I didn't ask you about it, but give me the thumbs up when we have the little clip of his audio, of his apology, because I want to really parse this with people. And I know it's probably on this iPad. This listening device. I'll get DMAX listening device out of the studio. But anyway, like... I really want everyone to really listen. Really, really, man, really. I want you to really listen to Sean Payton in this essentially non-apology. Yeah, listen, I had I had one of those moments where I still had my Fox hat on and not my coaching hat on. And, uh, not an apology. You know, I said this to the team in the meeting yesterday. We've had a great offseason relative to that. You know, and I've been preaching that message, and here I am, the veteran, um, you know, stepping in it and uh, not an you know, apology. It was it was a learning experience for me. Not an apology. Mistake, obviously, I needed a little bit more filter. Um, you know, there's a pound of flesh for these guys, and in, as a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, you know, we're past that season last year, and and you know, I said what I said, and and obviously, I needed it a little bit more uh, restraint, and uh, I regret that. Um, not an apology. That being said, what I told the team is. You know, if it can happen, and I, I'm th- I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy, and Man. I just had one of those moments. Jared's a good friend, uh, real good at his job, and uh, two lattes in the morning, first first one I see, and 40 minutes later, I'm, I'm regretting it. So uh, it is what it is. I've had about four cups of coffee, Mountain Dew, and some Gatorade, zero. Let me finish. So I'm a little fired up, much like Sean Payton was when he talked to his good friend Jared Bell. Now, first and foremost, Jared Bell is one of the best in the country at covering this great game. Uh, good man, good good journalist, not just a reporter. Sean Payton did not apologize whatsoever. He said it was a mistake. It was a mistake to say it publicly. That is not an apology whatsoever. So here's my theory. And don't call me Alex Jones, but I'm going to go conspiracy theory on you. I think Sean Payton did all of this on purpose. The truth is out there. Because remember, who had the low member number on the X-Files chat room back in the 90s? That was me, right? I'm the only one. That's me, number 34. Number one in your hearts. I'm going to go conspiracy theory on you. And let let me walk you into this. And I think they might be running out of conspiracy theories uh, in today's day and age. But here's another one for you. And let me walk you up to this. Ask yourself this. 
Sean Payton just said it right there. Sean Payton just admitted to you. I feel I'm pretty savvy with the media. I feel I'm pretty savvy in talking to the media. Right? That's what he said. That's his words. So Sean Payton admits he's pretty savvy talking to the media. Okay. Jared Bell, longtime friend of his. Okay. Don't give me the lattes thing, whatever. At least it wasn't a couple of bourbons and, you know, whiskey sodas or whatever. Late at night at Elway's. Here's my conspiracy theory. Sean Payton did everything on purpose. Everything. Everything that he said was for a reason. And this I get from a couple of people. One, Peter Schrager. Good morning, football. Good friend of mine. Peter is also a friend of Sean Payton's. Peter tweeted out yesterday about how, hey, everything he says and does is with a purpose. Yeah, that's exactly it. So when he apologizes today, one, did he say, hey, Nathaniel Hackett was a really good coach and it's tough to coach in this league and I shouldn't be so hard on him because I know I've grinded for 17 years. I've been a head coach and it's so hard in this business and I know Nathaniel Hackett did his best. Did he say any of those things? Did he say that? I just want to know. Somebody tell me. Did I miss that? Was that part of the press conference I wasn't at? Was that the thing? Did he say any of those things? The answer is no. He didn't say a damn thing like that. Why? Because Hackett sucks as a coach. It's not personal. He's the greatest guy ever, whatever I have to say, so don't get in trouble. Which I think is ridiculous. I should be able to say Nathaniel Hackett sucks at his job, and I should be able to say that and not get in trouble for it. But I have gotten in trouble. I'll get in trouble again, and they'll be all right, and I'll be all right. But you know what? Sean Payton is a smart man. Sean Payton is savvy with the media. Sean Payton just played all of you. All of you. Everyone that was saying, oh, the coach shouldn't do this. Oh, this is so unprofessional. Oh, this coach, he's a he's a wild one. And he's a, what is it, hypocritical, right? Didn't I hear that? I heard that from my own colleagues right here on the fan. I heard that from some of my dearest friends that I respect and trust, and they said it. Oh, Sean Payton, he's a hypocrite. He's telling these guys, move in silence, and then he's out there popping off at the mouth. No, you just got played. You just got played by Sean Payton. He's better at this than you. I told Nate Jackson my theory as he was leaving. And Nate's like, that's some 4D chess. And I'm like, yeah, man, because that's what Sean Payton just did. So we can either say, you know, oh, he messed up and he apologized. What a good man. But that's part of the chess. Don't you realize Sean Payton just played you? Unless you were like me, not because I'm always right or the greatest or whatever, but because I felt like, yeah, that's the, what your coach should say. I'm glad he said it. Can we not tell the truth? I'm sick and tired of this part of society where it's like, you can't hurt his feelings. Football isn't about your feelings. Football is about overweight men and windbreakers yelling at you. Can you take a chewing or not? Nathaniel Hackett, you sucked as a head coach. Okay? Everybody knows it. Sean Payton just said it. And you know what he did today was not an apology. An apology to Nathaniel Hackett, and I'm not even bringing up George Payton, okay? Because he definitely threw George Payton under the bus, which is good. George Payton hasn't been good at his job. Nice enough guy, hasn't been good at his job. Needs to be better. Not giving him credit for Pastor Tan, who was a can't-miss pick. Do I need to go through this every damn day? Finally, someone told you the truth. 
Finally, someone put a name on it, and his name is Sean Payton, and I love this guy. And KJ, I'm getting fired up. I'm almost cussing, so get the dump button ready. Sean Payton just played you. Because here's what an apology sounds like to Nathaniel Hackett. You know, I really like Nathaniel, and I know people that work with him, and I respect Robert Sala, and I heard what he said, and it's no hate. You know, I just had a little mid-two lattes. I shouldn't have said that because it's so hard to be a head coach in this league, and Nathaniel Hackett did his best, and blah, 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 flip, flip, flip. He didn't say a damn thing like that. Why? Because he didn't apologize. Why? Because he knows what he said was right. Was Sean Payton wrong in those statements, was he wrong? Now, that's not saying was he wrong in saying those statements. Should he have been more professional, presidential, diplomatic, regal, whatever you, want, whatever you want to say? That's a different question. I'm not asking you that. But ask yourself, was Sean Payton wrong in anything that he said about Nathaniel Hackett, George Payton, anybody? No. No. And I don't care that I have friends over there in the building that are, you know, losing their minds or whatever. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sean Payton's going to be a little difficult to work with, okay? You're either going to get it done or you're not going to get it done because this is a results-based business. And Sean Payton is here for results. You don't have time for your feelings. Enough of this stuff, man. This is football. Sit here worried about hurting some slappy's feelings? Seriously? That's what we're reduced to? Well, you know, you don't want to say that because Nathaniel Hyde, I don't care. Be better. You want someone to not talk trash about you? Be better. Be better than them. Success is the greatest of all time. It's the greatest disinfectant. It's the greatest revenge. Whatever you want to say, success, being successful, being better, being greater. Nathaniel Hackett is a lousy head coach. Might be a great OC. Aaron Rodgers might carry his jockstrap. Whatever you want to say. You know, all that. I'm not getting personal with Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not talking about his stupid goatee or his ever-expanding waistline. I'm not talking about any of that, okay? I could be. It'd be real easy to do that, but I'm not going to do that. Why? One, I'll get in trouble for it. Two, it doesn't matter. I don't care if he's fat. I don't care if he's got a dumb goatee. The fact is he wasn't good at his job, which was supposedly supposed to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos with an opportunity with Russell Wilson to get this team back on track. You know who's not going to slip on that opportunity that's Sean Payton and it's either rush you get it done or rush you're not again results-based business I love the fact that Sean Payton did all this on purpose Sean Payton did not mess up by saying that about Nathaniel Hackett it's the truth either you can handle it or you got to find a different sport man I'm sorry I'm sorry maybe football's not for you get into knitting or something I don't even care Get into sort of collecting action figures. I don't even care. Just get out of football. If you can't take this, this was mild. Everything that Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett was mild. It was the truth. He put a name on it, but it was mild. He could have easily gotten a lot worse and been a lot more honest. And I don't care how many lattes he had. He could have been a lot worse. He could have been a lot more biting, shall we say. There could have been a lot more venom with what he said. He actually kind of took it easy on Hackett by saying it was one of the worst head coaching jobs in NFL history. That's kind of soft selling it. That's kind of using kid gloves. He could have said more. There's more to say, especially if you know 
Boy, how much do I want to say today, KJ? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, there's just some games towards the end of the season that didn't go real well. And the reason why is maybe some people on the coaching staff had a little bit too much fun before the night before they had a game that didn't go so well. I'm not saying that. I'm doing what Edward Snowden said on Mr. Joe Rogan. I'm giving you a lassie bark, okay? I'm not going to tell you what I know, but I'm going to tell you some stuff, and you'll be able to be like, hey, what's that, Timmy? Or what's that, Lassie? Timmy's trapped in a well. Let's just say some on the coaching staff might not have been as dialed in as they needed to be on game day. Is that fair? Late season disaster game. I think you know which game I'm talking about. Yeah, Sean Payton could have told you that truth, okay? He could have said everything that I know that I'm not saying. Sean Payton could have said that. So Sean Payton took it easy on him, and all of this is for the chess. All of this is Sean Payton doing exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to make that statement. He went to a dear friend. And again, this isn't me talking to Sean Payton or talking to Jared Bell or whatever, but this is how the media works. And I'm always telling you every show that I'm on, this is how the media works. Hey, agents are going to tell you the sky is purple if it helps their client. Don't listen to people that talk to agents. Uh, The media, there's a lot of reporters. There's very few analysts. Most reporters have no idea what's going on in football. They can tell you this player was at practice. This player wasn't at practice. They have no idea about football. And you've had great reporters, and this town has some really great reporters, that will tell you to a man, I don't know anything about football. Okay? So reporter or analyst, you have to make the difference. Reporters report, analysts analyze. And coaches, when they need to get a message out, they do. This isn't Sean Payton getting liquored up uh, with some steak, right, and the whiskey and soda or whatever I said earlier, like... This isn't any of that. Cracking a cold one, multiple cold ones. This isn't any of that. This is the morning. This is strategy, as Bugs Bunny would say. This is absolutely a plan from Sean Payton. And if you think opposite, then you just got played. You just got played by Sean Payton because he's roping you in. He's rounding your thoughts up because, oh, I'm so mad at Sean Payton. Look at what he said. He's so mean. And then the next day he apologized. Well, what a good man. He realized he was wrong, and he set the record straight, and he said it right, and what a good man, and he did the right. He just played you. He still believes everything he said about Nathaniel Hackett. Everything. He still believes everything he said about George Payton. He talked about having more of a filter, right? He should have had more of a filter. That's not an apology. Okay, he said it was a mistake. That's not an apology. And by the way, that's where I think he's telling a little bit of white lie because everything's a choice, right? Everything's a choice, like not a mistake. Mistake is when I call KJ uh, RJ, right? That would be a mistake. A choice is what Sean Payton did. He chose to say those things to a good friend in Jared Bell who chose to run with him the day that training camp opened, basically. This was all a choice. This was all by design. I am firm in my belief in this. I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory. I just think that's what happened, is that coach said it. He knew he was going to apologize the next day because, of course, you're going to get that question. And thank goodness our dear friend Mike Kliss was the one to ask that question. And Kliss, I love Kliss so much. 
God bless you, Mike Kliss, wherever you're at, driving around, driving around to Golden, right? I love you, Mike Kliss, because he always asks the uncomfortable questions, like, in his own Mike Kliss type of way, where it's like, oh, shucks, but it's not really uncomfortable, but it is like, he's got to ask it, so he does. It's so awesome. Keep doing you, Mike. Keep doing you. But I'll tell you this. Sean Payton did everything on even He even put out the faux apology. It's not an apology. Listen to his words. He does not say, I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. Nathaniel Hackett, I'm sorry. He didn't say any of that. He's not sorry. You know what, Hackett? You did suck as a head coach. Okay? And that's just, again, I'm not being mean, and I don't want the phone call being like, you're so mean. Like, no, I don't need that. I don't want to hear from PR. I don't want to hear from the suits at the station. Listen, we either can say this is what happened or we could cover our eyes and be like, I don't know what's going on. I just don't want to be mean. And I guess Nathaniel Hackett, things weren't really good, right? No, they were awful. This was so bad here. It was so bad. And this is Broncos football. This is the gold standard in Denver sports. It used to be. That's what's so pathetic about this entire thing. And that's what's so great about Sean Payton is because he's here to make it right. It's pathetic because the gold standard has become the gone standard. The the gong show. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? Like, they're not what they used to be. And it pains me. One, because of my family. I've told you the story. Family full of Broncos fans. Two, because of my friends that work there, I know what this and because three, because of you guys, because of Broncos fans, I know what this team means to you. I know what this city is like and this state is like and nay, this Rocky Mountain mile high region is like when the Broncos are great. I know what it's like. I've experienced it multiple times and for most of my life and I'm old for most of my life, the Broncos have been Great. Like one of the NFL's best, the gold standard. And it's the turd standard with Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, am I going to get in trouble for that? Like seriously. And that's what's so disgusting about this. You will soil the sanctity of the Denver Broncos name. You would do that because, God, I wish, (laughs) God, I wish I could cuss. Because you're some jack wagon doesn't know his head from a hole in the ground. I'm trying to clean it up for radio. I really am. I'm sorry. You got kids in the car. I'm sorry. I apologize. Like, you're, you're just somebody that doesn't deserve the opportunity that you get to shepherd this great team into the Russell Wilson era. Nathaniel Hackett did not deserve that chance. He didn't deserve that opportunity. Not at all whatsoever. I don't care about his name or his dad's name or what he did with Aaron Rodgers. I don't care about any of that. He did not deserve it. Meanwhile, Eric Bieniemy, guy's been working his ass off for 20 years, whatever the number is, can't get a job, can't get a head coaching job, trying to showcase what he can do with Washington. What? I told you yesterday, Thomas Brown, that's a future head coach right there. You want to go the Kevin O'Connell route? You want that? Okay, you've got those type of options. Well, you want to go McVeigh, Shanahan, Tree, right? Disciple, one of his, what's a LaFleur doing? Who's, was there a LaFleur floating around? Mike McDaniel could have hired him. 
He was a ball boy for Mike Shanahan. I've known Mike since he was a teenager. Like, seriously, there are so many options. Zach Robinson is my name. I've got two names for you that are assistants in the league. Thomas Brown, that's a future head coach, and a damn good one, by the way. Lots of good stuff. And then Zach Robinson, Chatfield Chargers represent. That's another from Colorado who went to high school here that could fit as head coach. Nathaniel Hackett didn't deserve that opportunity. So, damn it, you know what I'm happy about? That Sean Payton would tell the truth. And I don't care if it hurt his feelings. I don't care if it wasn't presidential. I don't care that it was, some would say, hypocritical. He did it on purpose. And if you think differently, you got played. What's the, uh, yeah, I think it was on Entourage. Talk about an old reference now. That used to be like the cool reference. Oh, like you watch Entourage, huh? I think it's an old reference now, but it was the Pauly Shore, speaking of old reference, his fake reality show. You got got. You got got. You got got. Yeah, Sean Payton. He, he got a lot of you. He got a lot of you. Unless you're like me and you thought, this is awesome. Someone to finally tell the truth. Because if you love the Denver Broncos, and again, I'm not a Broncos fan and some people hold that against me. I don't care. I think it's better if you're not a fan. Because when I sit here and yell and scream and proselytize and bang the table about the Denver Broncos, it's not because I'm some homer. You know what I mean? I'm not some blind Homer, who just loves the Broncos. Let's go Broncos. Like, I know. But you know what? I understand the history of this team. I understand the fan base with this team. Today marks 20 years. 20 years I've been a credentialed media member. And thank you, Mark Schlereth. And thank you, Andy Lindahl. Thank you, Adam Schefter. Thank you, Big Alfred Williams. Thank you, Scott Hastings. Thank you to all the people that have helped me along the way. 20 years, dude. 20 years ago, what were you doing, KJ? You were probably like five, six. How old were you? You're five. You're five? 20 yeah. years ago, you're five years old. <laughs> where are you at? 20 years ago, uh, 2003, where is a young KJ running around at? What are you uh, doing? At this exact moment, I'm uh, gearing up for... I am come my summer's coming to an end and I'm I'm still thinking that <laughs> this life is just all about fun but then I get struck with this hard reality that I got to go to kindergarten. Uh-oh. And, kindergarten. Oh boy, you know, riding that kindergarten bus was different, man. I'm telling you cuz the kindergarten bus was kindergarten through 6th grade, so trying okay. to find somewhere to sit as the last stop as a kindergarten oh, was. No. Oh, no. Did all the cool kids sit in the back of the bus? Of course. Okay. Did you ever get to the back of the bus? Never made it. Never made it. Never made it. Oh, man. I knew better. That is, uh, that's some stress and anxiety when you're a kid and you got to get on the bus and you got to figure out where to sit. Yeah? And you're just hoping somebody... And you were the last stop? Always the last stop. Oh, man. I was like, man, you you couldn't come to us first, you know? (laughs) Couldn't reverse Reverse the route today, right? Reverse the route. You'll be fine. You'll be first. Um. Yeah. Okay. Twenty years ago, I was standing next to Mike Shanahan watching practice. So again, I'm old, but you know what? I know this fan base. I respect the hell out of you guys, and I know y'all deserve better than this. You deserve better than this. Nathaniel Hackett was an insult to your intelligence as a Broncos fan. Nathaniel Hackett, you were sold a piece of garbage. As a head coach, again, he's the nicest guy ever, whatever. And and please, for the love of God, 
for the love of God, when I complain about Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not being personal. He was a terrible head coach. He had no idea what he's doing. I don't think he should ever get a head coaching job again, ever, ever. Sean Payton just told you the truth, and he did it on purpose. He apologized, which wasn't an apology. He did that on purpose. Not to be at the top of the news cycle, right? The number one story on ESPN is Sean Payton. (laughs) Surface level, bro. That's surface level. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. Ask more questions. Question everything. Sean Payton did this on purpose, so now he can go to his team and say, hey, don't do that. You know what I'm saying. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that behind the scenes, Sean Payton probably had a, you know, maybe a chuckle or two with some of his players. Yeah, boy, that guy sucked last year, huh? You know what I mean? I could see that happening. I guarantee that happened. I don't know it happened. Nobody told me it happened. But I know this game. I know how coaches operate. He told the truth. Then he didn't apologize for it. And he did it so he could go to his team and say, don't do what I did because you just see the reaction. The one reaction of telling the minor truth of that things weren't great last year. Telling that minor truth and putting a name on it caused this ripple effect. And Sean Payton used himself as an example to his team. He's shielding his team. Because now, how many of those guys are going to run through a wall for Sean Payton? Seriously. There's a 53-man roster. 53 men, when all is said and done, are going to run through the wall for Sean Payton. He did this on purpose. Accept it. And be ready for the next one. (laughs) It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy. Check out denversports.com. More on that in a little bit. But Russell Wilson was running a lot today, and I have a problem with that. Or should I say, to quote, don't be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood, do we have a problem? I think we might. I'll talk about it next. It's Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I'm glad y'all loved my Lassie Barks earlier. My man John Davis just hit me up. What's up, J.D.? Let's go have that ever-elusive cold pop. Anyway, my dude Pittsburgh D texted me about Nathaniel Hackett. Let's talk about Russell Wilson today. He was running too much. Sorry. And I don't, it, this isn't disaster, okay? And there's some, oh, I'm just going to say it. There's some mouth breathers in the fan base and in sometimes in the media as well that are just like, you hate Russell Wilson. I don't hate Russ. I don't hate Russ. He puffed up to me at the Senior Bowl. He's the only player that's ever done that. Um, but I don't hate Russell Wilson. I just, I would have liked to have seen him at least try to hit those receivers a little bit more today. Now, there are some times when you run the ball in practice that's unforgivable. It's a total sin. That's seven on seven. Seven on seven is a passing drill. And if you're running in seven on seven, you're just not doing what the drill is meant to do. When Russell Wilson ran in team drills, that's fine, okay? I don't really care about that. It's a team drill. Sean Payton's offense, and I'm so glad I actually get to say this now because I've seen it all offseason. Can't talk about it unless Coach talks about it. 
Sean Payton's offense is predicated on getting rid of the ball quickly. It's going to be one, two, run, one, two, check down, run. That's what it's going to be, okay? They're going to run the hell out of the ball because they have to uh, to set up Russ to take some deep shots now and again, but you're not going to see him going through five reads and waiting and waiting in the pocket and waiting. Nope. Russ is going to make one read, two reads, run. One reads, two reads, look at the running back, check down, or run. That's what he's going to do, and he's going to do it nine times out of ten. And on those times when he has to improvise, I trust Russell Wilson to improvise. However, and as my man Reggie McDaniel always used to say, there's always a however in life. In practice, I would like to see him try to attack a little bit more with his arm, especially in a passing drill. Uh, He ran in team drill. He had the big 70-yard run, whatever it is, and the crowd went nuts, right? And it seemed like as Russ ran further, the crowd got louder, which is fine. Zach Allen was going to kill him on that play. Okay, like uh, I hate to burst your bubble, but Zach Allen was going to crush Russell Wilson's bones into dust. He was going to crush him. Okay, he was done. It was over. It was a sack and it probably wouldn't have looked real fun on Russell Wilson's end of things had Zach Allen been able to sack the Broncos quarterback. Instead, Russ keeps the play up, keeps running and stays running and runs it out. And by that time, and I even said it as I'm standing there on the hill watching practice, I was like, just run it out, Russ. Run it out. I don't even care. I know there were some people that were next to me that was like, what a cheese ball. Like, yeah, I don't care. Um, Once you run that far, I would rather see you run it out, right, on a 70-yarder than get like 40 yards or 30 yards and then turn around. If you'd done that, I'd be like, what are you being lazy for? (laughs) But when you run it out, I'm like, yeah, you might as well run it out. Yeah, that's the score. Touchdown. Six points. Put it on the board. That's what Russell Wilson did. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with seven-on-seven drills where he's running. And he did it a little bit too much for my liking. And here's a spoiler alert. One time is too much. Because in a seven-on-seven drill when you're passing, just throw it. Hey, guys, not open. Throw it anyway. It's practice. Not to sound like Allen Iverson, who I love, by the way, my man AI. Got a lot of compliments when I was in Vegas on my Georgetown jersey. I got a Hoyas jersey, an Allen Iverson jersey. Loved him. Loved Alonzo Mourning before he went to the Heat. <laughs> uh, loved Patrick Ewing. Like, loved Georgetown basketball. Used to have a Hoyas sticker on my truck, the smoking gun, which I got from my high school coach, Rock Hudson. Shout out, Rock. Spock. Anyway. What was I saying? Oh, it's just practice. You know what happened when Peyton Manning was here? You know what happened? He threw a ton of picks in practice. You know what happened in the regular season? He didn't throw any picks. Okay? So, like, you got to break an egg and make some omelets or whatever. Eggs, omelet, singular omelet, multiple omelets? I don't know. Where's the cheese at? Let me finish. Either way, like, uh, Russell Wilson, break those eggs, baby. Break those eggs. I don't even care. Like, I would not be bagging on Russell. Russell Wilson had a pick today. Hell of a play. Justin Simmons, amazing, wonderful, stupendous. He's the most, he's the best ever. Like, whatever you want to say about Justin Simmons, it's incredible. You love the, and not even young man anymore, but, you know, the veteran is so smart, so heady, so athletic. Justin Simmons, absolutely, I mean, amazing, perfect. Like, whatever you want to say. Like, so that pick notwithstanding. Had Russell Wilson thrown three picks today instead of running the ball, let's say, three times in seven-on-seven drills? 
and I don't think the number was three. I think it was one or two, but it was at least one, and I think there was another one. And then he ran probably another three or four times in team drills. The team drills I don't even care about. You're this team period, one, two, run. One, two, run. High, low, run. Easy. Easy peasy. It works for Russ. Brings out the best in Russ. Uses his legs. There is a danger. That's in a little bit. But if Russell Wilson had thrown three picks today, and oh my God, Russell Wilson throwing picks, and no to anyone, please tell me, KJ, please tell me that our man, Darren McKee, DMAC, as the people know him, please tell me he wasn't talking about Jared Stidham today. Please. Was he talking about Jared Stidham? I don't want a lot of you, Cecil. What did he say? His biggest thing was uh, he had the play of the, of the day with the pass to Lil Jordan. Oh, so yeah. Free. yeah. Um, on Riley Moss, who was totally outduped on that play. So he had to ask the question, how close is the quarterback battle? Mm-hmm. So uh, we yeah. kind of okay. talked about you. that. And then your man, uh, Mace, stepped up and was like, yeah, it's not that close. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, KJ. I appreciate the truth. What do we do on this show? We tell you the truth. Remember that one? That's a, from the hits, from the archives. We're bringing it back. Uh, message to DMAC. Jared Stidham is a nice backup. Okay? That's what he is. And no offense to D. I understand he gets excitable about quarterbacks. Like, whatever is whatever. Ben DiNucci, and Mace probably put it this way because he put it this way on Orange and Blue today. Jared Stidham is closer to Ben DiNucci than he is to Russell Wilson. And it's not even close. He is not. There is zero competition. Zero. If you lose Russell Wilson, you're going to be in trouble. And this is where the danger comes in. Because Russ has said, has said, has What had happened was Russ has said, <laughs> no, I'm totally tripping on my words. Um, hey, you know, that's Sean Payton's allowing me to run a little bit more. How about you don't? How old is Russ? 35? What is he? 30? Niner in there somewhere? 35? Something? 34. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. KJ, you're a young man of 25. I am twice your age. When you get to about 34, you're going to sleep wrong and you're going to be like (laughs) indisposed. Like you're going to be out of commission because you slept wrong. Okay. So, hey, Russ, you want to run? You better slide, Bobo. Like slide. That's a Bugs Bunny quote, everybody. Um, if, If you can tell me, Russ, can run and slide or run and get out of bounds, then I'll say good, as long as the refs call any sort of pass interference. Remember was the Chris Jones play, right? Chris Jones basically, like, plants Russell Wilson into the ground and they don't call, they don't throw a flag. Like, seriously? Seriously, NFL? We're here to protect quarterbacks, except Russell Wilson and Cam Newton, by the way. <laughs> um, Russell get too banged up. We need to know about Russ this year. The most important thing, I told this to my man Blake. Shout out Blake, run around here at the fan studios, denversports.com. And I said, KJ, you might know this. There's two things in life. You either learn or you win. And when you learn, you win. So you always win. This year, we're going to win with Russ. And yes, I said we. Or we're going to learn about Russ. And if we learn about Russ, then we win. So either way, Broncos fans, I'm not saying this year's a mulligan and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is this. 
what had happened was we got to know about Russ. If he's out there running around and Quinn Williams falls on him, because you know the Jets will be fired up to play the Broncos now, thanks to Sean Payton. If he's running around and gets hurt and has to miss a month, we're not going to know about Russell Wilson. That's going to piss me off. Because at the end of this year, I want to say, move forward with Russ, or I want to say, sell the farm and get Drake May. Sell the farm and get Caleb Williams. I want to say one of those two things. I do not want to go forward in a purgatory of, I don't know about Russ. Who knows? And it was okay, but then he got hurt, but then it was fine, but it was a little bit not fine, but then who knows, and this and that. Like, no, 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 none of that. I don't want any of that. I want to know, can you go forward with Russ, or do you have to replace Russ? And you either learn or you win, and when you learn, you win, so you always win and in this season you're going to learn about Russell Wilson and you're going to learn whether or not you can win with him it's Denver Sports Tonight I am Cecil Lammy and the star of the day my star of the day might be different from Brandon Stokely or the twinkle of Zach By and I'll tell you who my star of the day was next Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Denver Sports Tonight I am Cecil Lammy talking about Denver Broncos training camp. Everyone had a great time out there. Why can't I speak English? Maybe that was too much coffee for me. <laughs> when my brain goes into like mode. Either way, you want your brain to be the best it can be, then you subscribe to the Denver Sports Daily. It's free. Our newsletter at denversports.com. No damn paywalls. So check it out. Denversports.com. Bookmark it. Go there every day. The top news from around all of Denver sports. One spot. One stop. Your place, my place. It's denversports.com. We appreciate the support. And, uh, hey, you want to show some love? Sign up for that free daily newsletter. Hot and fresh to your inbox every single morning. Denver Sports Daily with all that Denver Sports news. Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, Broncos, CU Buffs, and more. It's all available at denversports.com. You have a life we don't. So live your life. And then learn about your Denver sports with the Denver Sports Daily at denversports.com. My star of the day in training camp was Jaleel McLaughlin. Now, I told you a few names that you needed to be ready for at the start of training camp that would become fan favorites. Riley Moss had a play, and they got burned by little Jordan Humphrey. (laughs) And little Jordan isn't the fastest. He's just savvy. And that kid in Riley Moss, the rookie, he got duped. By the savvy veteran. He'll learn. I like Riley Moss. He'll be back. But or whatever. He wasn't the star of the day. Jaquan McMillan wasn't the star of the day. Although he did make some plays. Damari Mathis made the first play. And then pass breakup. Damari Mathis had a really strong day. Javante Williams was out there running the rock. Looking good. Showing burst. Even on his first carry. He slipped on his first carry. And he was able to gather himself and continue cutting two more cuts after the slip on the same play for a positive yardage gain. And I know no pads, no tackling, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a guy with a multiple knee ligament ligament injury that slips, a lot of guys were just giving up on the play or had been a little gimpy after slipping. Like, it's always the non-contact injuries or it's the, you know, movements that you weren't expecting any sort of 
hole in the turf or whatever. And there wasn't a hole in the turf. It just a little slick, whatever. Morning dew. I don't know. Uh, but he slipped. But he gathered himself and cut two more times on that same run and looked good doing it. He's got his burst. He's got his speed. He's not a fast guy, but he's got his speed. So someone earlier asked me, is Javante 100%? Is he 75%? I would say Javante Williams is about 85%. And at 85%, Javante Williams is better than 75% of the league. 100% Javante Williams is better than almost every back in the league. He's that good. I don't know if he'll ever be that good again. I don't know if we're going to be completely robbed of the Javante Williams career that we should have because he's Nick Chubb, everybody. That's who he is. And I feel that Nick Chubb is the greatest back in all of football. If you know football, you're going to have Nick Chubb one or two. On your list. All due respect to the others. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, whatever is whatever. Like Nick Chubb is a baller. Okay? Number one. Top dollar. With the gold flea collar. Anyway, I can't say top dollar without saying the gold flea collar. The game is to be sold, not to be sold. Where's my man John Davis? You can remember that. It was was after it was for the Big Bang Tank. It was for Master P when Snoop Dogg did his first album for Master P's label. And uh, it wasn't good, shall we say. <laughs> but there's a couple of songs, a couple of bops, as the kids would say. Anyway, but the star of the day was Jaleel McLaughlin. That undrafted running back can make the 53-man roster. He's a blur, everybody. He's an absolute blur. He takes the ball and he goes really fast. And it doesn't take him long to get to top speed. Jaleel McLaughlin, everybody. That's who you need to know. And that's my star of the day because he has multiple runs, a reception out of the backfield that was very good where he turned on the speed, and he's you can't catch him. And watch the game. I think it was against Kentucky. Like, I know he's Youngstown State, so people are like, oh, yeah, he tore up a bunch of nobodies. This isn't Montreal, Washington, okay? And I don't want to be the guy that always bangs on Montreal, Washington, but this isn't Montreal, Washington, Hey, played Florida really well. Florida sucks, okay? Not saying that Kentucky was the greatest ever, but, like, just watch the film. Better yet, go to training camp and watch Jaleel McLaughlin. Montreal Washington had a muff. The only way he makes his team is as a returner, and he had a muff punt. Bad. He had one that he misjudged that bounced in front of him. Bad. Like, Montreal Washington's not making this team. Terrible pick from George Payton. Not a terrible guy, greatest guy ever, whatever I have to say. Terrible pick by George Payton. Awful. Awful. Jaleel McLaughlin can work as a punt returner, by the way, and tore it up in practice today. Philip Lindsay with hands, everybody. You love Philip from Colorado, went to Colorado. You love that? You love that guy? You love him? I love him. Jaleel McLaughlin is Philip Lindsay with hands. So there you go. That wraps it up. Tomorrow, training camp coverage. Dan T. Jacobs, the Honorable Dan T. Jacobs. I drove through Otis the other day. Shout out Dan Jacobs. That's where he's a judge. I didn't want to get pulled over in Otis because then I have to go in front of Dan Jacobs. He'd throw the book at me. He's going to be on the air tomorrow live in the DenverSports.com zone. I am Cecil Lammy. I'll be out at training camp tomorrow. If you see me, say hi. I'll say hi back. And then I'll say, let me finish. Anyway, he's KJMC's. Stay frosty. Diamonds, like the eyes of a cat in the black and blue.